Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skin care, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast, the podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. I'm one of your co-hosts, Amari Pollard, here with... Kia Swinton. And Janae Bryce. Dang, gang. Dang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just realized i don't even have my mic on <laughs> kia this is like the second time you've done this <laughs> keep going, keep going. we're okay. doing so well <laughs> it, it's still gonna pick up the audio it did last time okay it's a saturday guys it's early how is everyone feeling today i'm feeling good um i've been on i've been looking for apartments i may have found the one mind you i've said this every weekend and something falls through at the last moment but right now i'm feeling good also bts had a concert this morning like they're just showing their old concerts and i was just in bed watching some concert loving life that's me and some bts also what is harder finding an apartment or finding a man's because I feel oh, man. a man is harder 90 times harder yeah I think but it still feels like the same soul crushing experience guys let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you so I currently live in Brooklyn I'm looking at apartments in Jersey City which for any of you who don't live in the New York City area that's kind of it's a travel it's you're gonna it's gonna be like an hour and a half to get there hour depending on traffic and and what have you. So yesterday it like wasn't raining in Brooklyn, but it was raining in Jersey. And then I didn't know that. And I was just so upset because last weekend I saw places and they were all like just roach infested and misleading. So I was just like, my soul, my soul was hurt. And then tomorrow or yesterday I went and I didn't know it was raining in Jersey. And I was just sitting outside in the sprinkling rain, waiting for my Uber as a homeless man was like staring at me outside of the Journal Square station. And I was just sad. And I was like, I'm never going to find a place. I'm never going to find someone to love me. Who knows? I'll be homeless soon. I was just sad outside in the rain. That escalated so, so quickly. I was feeling mighty mad, mighty blue. Um, but that's typically how my mind works. I'm very dramatic and I spiral out a lot. Janae suffers from spiral thinking. But anyway, yeah. I feel like you would like the book um, by John Green, um, Turtles All the Way Down, because it's about 
it's, you know, a YA novel, so a young adult novel, but it's about this girl who suffers from anxiety. But the way she like describes how she thinks is like a spiral. Like she'll just like start from one point and then it'll just keep on going and going. And, you know, my therapist, she be catching me at my shit. She be catching me because I'll start telling the story. And then it literally that's just how I've been for years where I'll start off like outside smelling the breeze. And then next thing you know, I die in a car accident. And my therapist is like, but Janae, and I'm like, ah, I did it again. Ah. I always do it. It's the worst. Oh, but that's what therapists are for. True that, B. I'm trying to see what updates I have in my life. And it's kind of still the same old, same old. <laughs> I'm hoping I can get a, a full-time job soon. That's one thing that I would like. Um, apparently, according to Mecca, our other guests, I'm supposed to have something in May and June, May or June. So I'm like, it's looking May. It's pretty close. So it's going to be May. It's going to be May. I need some, I need some good luck. Um, yes. And I'm also trying to, you know, put myself out there a little more, um, which I'm very proud of myself. Cause I'm like, this is a personal journey and I hate uncomfortable situations. And I was like, now it's now or never. You're like, you got to just do it. So I'm very proud of myself. Kia means put herself out there romantically. Yeah. <laughs> You just said I'm trying to put myself out there more. So I figured we would clear that up, that it's romantically. Key out there in every other aspect. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're not like rock climbing, you know, like <laughs> you're putting yourself out there romantically. Yeah. And professionally. Give me a job. Um, <laughs> it's so interesting when like future um, employers listen to this. I promise I'm a great employee. I promise. <laughs> Um, okay, enough about me. Anyone else have any updates? Amari had a poem published in a oh. book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I legit, like, did not even think. Yeah, I mean, but it's funny because I think I submitted it like maybe a year ago. Um, but the it's an independent publishing house called Folkway, Folkway Press. Um, and it's, it was a really cool process. And the the head of it, the founder is super nice. So it was, it was cool. I mean, the, the poetry book is called We Are Not Shadows. Um, and it's just about women just empowering themselves and just talking about their experiences. Um, and so it was cool. It was a nice reminder because I actually haven't written a poem in maybe a year. So it, it was cool to see that in my mailbox and be like, oh yeah, I, I can write. Like maybe I should try that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I casually wrote this poem. No, that's awesome. We'd love to see it. Um, okay, well, let's mention our Discord. Yes, friends. We have we are on Discord. We are on Clubhouse. Um I feel like our, our handles they're the same as they are on every social media. I think so. Well, the, there's a link in the bio for Discord Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And if you go to like our link tree, our Instagram. All, any of our socials you should be able to find mm -hmm. the clubhouse discord the merch which i'm wearing a it's great i was like i forgot i have the shirt <laughs> what we just wear today i actually i don't even think i've worn the talking what isn't a thing shirt yet um so thank you for reminding me that i need to wear that shirt <laughs> i forgot i had it until i saw um emily's picture on her instagram i was like oh i have that i have that one i just haven't like gone out to wear it mm -hmm. It also makes sense because they're short sleeve and we launched our merch in the winter. True. 
and it's just now getting warm. Like it's still not really short sleeve weather, you know, so it makes sense. We're going to pop out this summer, though. Yeah, we're going to have some great updates in the the near future. We are. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Follow us at so-called Oreos. Yes, follow us everywhere. We're very easy to find online. Um, But Kia, why don't you take us to this week in Black history? Okay, guys, this week in Black history, April 22nd, 1692, in Salem, Massachusetts, Mary Black, a slave, was convicted of sorcery and jailed after her trial. And then April 24th, 1886, Augustus Tolton was the first Roman Catholic priest in the U.S. publicly known to be Black when he was ordained. He was a former slave who was baptized and weird. I don't know if that's a weird... I don't know, Catholic and studied formerly in Rome. So I decided to do those two this week in Black History because our episode is about spirituality and religion. Um, And yeah, the first one was like the Salem witch trials, which um, I guess a lot of slaves were convicted of being witches. Um, And then the second one, it was like the first Black guy to be like um, a Roman Catholic priest in the U.S., who was also a former slave. So just thought that was an interesting history lesson for today's topic. Very on on the nose. Um, man, I now I wish I did mine on the theme, but this Black professional we love is great anyways. So um, as an adult, I for those who don't know, I played lacrosse in college. I'm still involved in the lacrosse community. And I feel like now I'm just being exposed to like the black lacrosse community that I would have loved having as a kid growing up playing this very, very white sport. Uh, but luckily I have the internet and it's easy to connect with people. And I've recently connected with Allison Williams Bruno. Uh, she has an amazing story. She won an NCAA championship in 1984 under the legendary Tina Sloan Green and went on to have her own amazing a coaching career. She was a head coach at Townsend State University, Georgetown University, and Villanova University. And these positions earned her inductions into multiple university halls of fame. She retired from collegiate coaching to start a family and embark on a career in entertainment and has been in a few um, commercials. uh, And she continues to make an impact as a club coach, professor, and member of multiple sports organizations. The number of women lacrosse players is very small, but we're out there. And so I think it's really important to shine a light on the incredible Black women who um, are blazing trails in this exceptionally white sport. So shout out to Allison Williams Bruno. And I hope, you know, people in the lacrosse community hear her name more often. Snaps, snaps. That was great. Yes. So uh, on to our discussion, let's talk about religion and spirituality and all the good, the good, good stuff. Um, I mean, just to start off, we just wanted to give like a, a light history of religion, particularly within the black community. Um, according to the Washington Post, like slaveholders claimed the Bible was on their side and citing passages that commanded servants to obey and African-Americans have reclaimed the Bible and its messages um, of liberation. And um, I mean, I think anyone, if you've grown up in the black church, you can see that kind of in action itself. Um, And I think, you know, religion does play a big part um, in the black community. Although I think safe to say not every black person, you can't assume every black person is religious or make assumptions about their identity 
their spiritual identity. Um, so we just want to have a conversation about this. I mean, we've never really touched on this before. And I know we've all had like mixed feelings about it because it is a big part of, I think, generally being black and being in America. So I'm excited for us to have this conversation. Where do we want to start, guys? Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, yeah, I think we all have like kind of like different relationships with religion, which I'm excited for everyone to hear. Um, and just to preference, like th- these are all our, our opinions. We're obviously going to do like some stats, some fact based, but um, just because religion is so like wide and also so big in the Black community, we just thought we could touch on it and see like how you guys are also feeling about religion so I just wanted to give some like stats um feel free to step in if you guys want to like say a stat or um anything these were just the ones that when I was doing research I thought kind of like summarized the relationship between black people and religion and so this is a report from Pew Research and this was from uh February 2021 so it's very new when segregation was the law of the land, black churches and later mosques served as um, important spaces for racial solidarity and uh, civic activity. And faith was more broadly um, a source of like hope and inspiration during like civil rights, um, like kind of leaning into the church for that. And so 60% of black adults who go to religious services say they attend religious services at places where almost everyone um, is black. So it's not really like a diverse place like black people typically like to go to black churches um the survey of more than 8,600 black adults who are age 18 and older across the U.S. um finds that young black adults are less religious and less engaged in black churches than older generations so black millennials and Gen Z are less likely to rely on prayer less likely to have grown up in the black church and less likely to say like religion is an important part of their life um fewer attend religious services and those who do attend are less likely to go to like a predominantly black church. So basically the older generations are more involved in the church. The Gen Z millennial are kind of like stepping away from religious um, things. And when they do go, it tends to be a little more diverse versus like an all black church. Um, one in five Americans, which is 21%, are not affiliated with any religion and instead identify as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. And this phenomenon is increasing by generation. So roughly three in 10 Black Gen Zers, which is 28%, and millennials, which is 33%, um, in the survey are religiously unaffiliated compared with just 11% of baby boomers and 5% of those in the silent generation. So again, Gen Z, it actually seems like millennial is like the largest group that is not affiliated with anyone besides um, like Gen Z is a close second. But I think that's interesting because millennials uh, is our generation. (laughs) Um, And lastly, black Americans are still more religious than the American public as a whole um, when they did the survey. So even though black people are leaving the church, not as like more for the younger generation, black people are still like the most religious group in like America. So those are just some facts. I just want to make sure, did you say that they were all from Pew Research? Yes. Okay, sorry. Just yeah. want to make sure. All, I, yeah, I can put this article in the um, show notes too, just so people can see um, where we got our information. Like, what do we feel comfortable with disclosing about like our like religious beliefs, I guess? I mean, I'm I'm fine with saying I'm, a, I'm agno- technically agnostic, which is just someone, you know, 
if I had to put a label on it and it's a person who just like claims neither faith nor disbelief in God. Um, and just like someone who doesn't, who doesn't believe, like, they're not going to say they know stuff about the existence of God. Like, I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know. So that's, that's kind of where I am, but I've always kind of been a floater. So do you want to talk about how you're raised? Like, is that how you were raised or is it like you switched when you were older? Um, yeah, it was more like I, was raised in the church, like going to church every Sunday. Um, we went to a non-denominational church from when I was a kid. I've only known one pastor my whole life. Um, it was a very, you know, white church, but I really did love going to that church. Um, but I think like, as I got older, I was just like less interested in it. And I also played sports. So I was like, guys, I can't, I have practice, like can't go to church. Um, but <laughs> I think it was, this. okay, this story is going to sound stupid. So guys don't make fun of me. But when I was younger, I really, really used to, and I might have already said this on this podcast, I really, really used to believe in Santa Claus. Like I was fighting people on the bus over the existence of Santa Claus until I was 12, I am sad to say. <sighs> and when I found out that this man was not real, like my parents will, my whole family will vouch. Like I was a little bit destroyed. I had never believed in something so much as Santa Claus. And so I'm like, this, this, and this, and this is a white man. You better know, like that had, that was a lot of faith in this old white dude. Um, and like, after that, oddly, I just like, <laughs> this is ridiculous, but seriously, like I understood like why my parents really tried to keep the idea of Santa Claus alive for me because they wanted like me to like be innocent as long as possible or whatever. Um, but like after that, I just really couldn't believe <laughs> in anything. So like, I don't think I've ever believed in anything as full heartedly since that moment. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm like, people really had me convinced that this fictional character was real. Like, why am I putting so much faith into things that like, I don't know. So, you know, that's kind of just like. That's really interesting though. That's a really interesting like connection between like faith and like Santa Claus. (laughs) I was, and it was really my fault. I ruined Santa for myself because I was nosy and I wanted to see what gifts I was getting. So I was like going through the closet and then one of the gifts wasn't under the tree. So I was like, mom, where's the gift? And she goes in her closet. She's like, Santa must've just like forgotten, like put it in my closet. I was like, he wouldn't do that. He's not real. Oh my God. I don't even know how I realized that Santa wasn't real. I feel like someone might have just casually slipped it and I was like, oh, I had a 50% chance that he wasn't real. (laughs) This is very casual. I don't really remember. Um, But I remember really thinking because there was like red fuzz from like someone's sweater that was attached to like my kitchen um, table. And I was like, it's Santa's buzz <laughs> I like had this belief that it was Santa <laughs> oh god um Janae do you want to go next talk about I know I know Janae's a little uh you know I'll let Janae speak <laughs> yeah so um I'm a Christian I'm a Christian um gang 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 Christian gang uh, my family belongs to the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church. Long name, mouthful, I know. Um, basically, my family is kind of like your traditional Southern family where everyone's always gone to church. Other than, I think, my mom, because I know she started, it's kind of weird with my parents where I know my dad 
really went to church when he was young. My grandparents really went to church. They were heavily involved. My mom, she didn't go to church when she was young, young, but then started to go to church when she was like in her twenties, when my parents like got married and moved to the suburbs. I'm sorry. Can you guys hear that honking outside? New York city. Um, when my mom, um, when my parents got together, they kind of stopped going to church for a while. And then we started going to church very heavily when I was in like my early teens, like when I was like 12, 13, we started going to church regularly and kind of just like never stopped. Uh, my mom then became a pastor and now she has her own church. Um, she is a pastor of the Harriet Tubman AME Zion Church in Albany. Um, so I'm guessing that out of everyone on this call, I probably have like the most um, religious upbringing. Um, I personally believe in God. I believe that there's a higher power, um, but I do not like the institution of the church. I think it's patriarchal. I think it's really behind the times. I completely acknowledge that the church, specifically the black church, has done amazing things for the black community. And I think that it's very, very important. And I would love to see it you know, stay alive and flourish because of all the things that it's done. But I think the church has so much work to do. And I think that the church just hasn't, I feel like I'm going pretty far in things that we already decided to talk about, but I just feel like the church needs to bend more and, you know, catch up with the times. But besides that, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. There you go. No, I think that's good. And we can touch on it a little more about like our personal issues with what we feel like that's kind of between us and us and religion. Um, Amari, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to say like, I've been to um, the church that Janae's mom spearheads and it's a beautiful church also like has so much history um in that community and i think like even like going there um because we went i think when was it i think it was christmas one year or something Mm -hmm. and that's not the church my mom's at anymore my mom's at so my mom was the pastor of a church in ithaca um and that church had like the underground railroad Mm -hmm. underneath it there were lincoln letters like just just all of this history alpha phi alpha was started there um and now she's at the harriet tubman church in albany Mm -hmm. which is like connected to harriet tubman's home and like harriet tubman actually went to that church like so there's just so much history in the ame zion church as long as it like the ame zion church was also like one of the first black churches too um So it's just a a lot of history and it's a really beautiful thing. Um, And it's sad that it's kind of like falling apart because people just don't go to church the way they used to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think like for me, at least with like my relationship, I'm actually pretty not, I wouldn't say the word is jealous, but I am like very much in awe of people who have an exceptional amount of faith in God and like this higher source of power. And I wish I could get there. Like I like actively wish I could get to that point, but I just like, I try and I just like, don't know what it is. And maybe that's just something like I need to work on within myself and like explore that more. Um, But I really do admire people who have that amount of faith and would love, I think, I think life, I do actually think like how I feel about life and my existence would be better if I did have more of like a faith or a spiritual connection because most, I feel like without that, I'm just kind of like, 
y'all we'll just hear this there's really no point to any of this shit and like we're all just gonna die and like i think that's the point of religion though like it's the point to like give it like feel like there's a bigger purpose, purpose. or like a bigger reasoning even with like i don't want to say just greek mythology but that's the one we know a lot about in the west um just like making meaning of like the seasons and like the myth between like persephone persephone and hades and like why it's so dark now like even that type of thing because i think it's like human nature to kind of want to believe in more um and i think like i think religion has great like intentions but i think humans are so flawed that they kind of ruin everything like is how i feel like yeah, and it's so funny because that's basically what faith and free will are about. It's like the idea that, ooh, I don't want to get preachy, but it's basically the idea that God put us on the earth and said, like, humans, do what y'all want to do. Like, I created you. I want you guys to have a full and happy life. But humans mess it up every single damn time. People always talk about like, if God was real, why is cancer here? Why did he take away that baby? It's because humans made all this dumb shit and put all this crap in our food and this bullshit in our air so we can make more money. And now people have cancer. Like that was humans. That's true. I didn't think about that actually. Anyway, any freaking way, I really do respect the skepticism because I'm also skeptical, but I, I just personally feel like this world is too beautiful and our bodies are too intricate and everything is too intricate. It's like, there's a plant with everything. Oh yeah. There's like a grid. And I'm like, this can't just be a coincidence. It can, I refuse. So, right. I think, uh, and I, th- I think sometimes too, like the, and I don't know, I, I don't think like, obviously not everyone like who's religious, like may necessarily believe in like the formation of like heaven and hell and all that stuff. Of course. Of course. To me, I think also I, when I think of a higher source of power, like, yeah, like, sh- how like none of this makes sense but it's also like very like strategic and like like they're like like so there there's a lot going on but i totally do believe that like your spirit as a human like does actively live on after you die i don't know in what form i don't know what happens but i do Bro, believe in ghosts. We're, we're energy like we we're are energy. we're literally made of like this body makes no sense like how are we 70 percent water you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever just like hold your fingers close to somebody and you just feel their fucking energy. Like, bro, that's not, that's not just random. That's not on accident. There's stuff out there. There are ghosts. There are phantoms. Uh, I think that's very interesting because you said you were like, I don't know. I feel like it's always like people like also pit like beliefs against each other when it's all related. Um, it's all related. But humans even are religions. related. Humans are obsessed with labels, though. So, like, we have to put everything into, like, one neat box. Like, it can't all be, like, connected. Sorry, I'm I'm going off. Here's Janae's hippie-ass belief about all of the religions. And this is why I generally just don't really like religion that much, because I think that they're all connected. I think just like with music, just like with language, they're... Like, I don't know who did this shit, but they were basically like, oh, this people seems like they would be more geared to like Buddhism. So that's what we got to preach over here. These people seem like they would be more geared to like Judaism. But I think just like language, it's all one form of communication. It's all the same shit, just a different way of saying it. Like, there is absolutely no way that we got all these stories in Buddhism that have this that are like the same story in Christianity. 
And why, why, why are we sitting over here saying like one's better than the other? It don't make no damn sense. Because that's the human flaw. Humans fucked it up. It's crazy that most wars are fought over religion. Like it's crazy that something that's supposed to ground us. Um, and I'll like, I'll give up, I guess like my little background of my religion. So like Janae, my, fa- my family's from the South. So, you know, typically people are religious down there. Um, and I remember going to church every week when I was at my old house because the church was very close and I was always like why are my parents not going to church (laughs) I I just think they didn't want to um they're so religious though but my grandma would take us we'd go to Sunday school and I want to say I was like raised in the like I wasn't like the type of person that like couldn't do Halloween because the church whatever but um we would go like pretty often then when I moved out here I didn't really go as much kind of fell off um but I still like would try to like keep my faith um and I don't really know where like it really changed because I think like after college I just got busy and like my grandma would always be like did you find a church and like no I think she stopped asking me because the answer is always no um but like my dad like always like prays at night and like prays over food but he doesn't go like all the time but he's also like interested in other religions like learning about them which I always appreciated and I always appreciated like my grandmother um being like more liberal than like the average 80 two-year-old black woman of like um not kind of like always taking what the church things when it comes to like homosexuality and stuff like that I always appreciated that because I think it's hard to like not just think that way when you've gone to the church so long and you're you're older um and now I just I don't even know what I believe in to be honest which is partially why I wanted to do this episode because I've been really struggling with um faith in general just because I'm like things just if they were real, like why isn't, why are some things happening? And I can go into manifesting like later on the episode, but I think like, I don't know, Amari said something that really just clicked with me one day. <laughs> and she was like, Janae's gonna hate us for this, but she was just like, I don't think God likes black people. And I don't know why that resonated with me so much, but it really did. <laughs> because I'm just like, if you look at the history, it's not adding up. And even like the current day, it's not adding up. And that's just my belief. I know people are going to come for me, but I just feel like I resonated with that. And maybe it's just the tough time right now, but uh, it's, it's got that comment got me thinking is all I'm going to say. So I know Janae wants to say something. (laughs) So I don't know if it's because I'm an optimist I don't know if it's because I grew up in a very Christian household. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes I do feel like it's draining as a Black person. Last week, another Black man was killed. And then we scroll through and we're just like slapped in the face with these messages over and over again. And it's to the point where I I can't speak for y'all, but I'm numb. Like... I'm numb. Yeah, I'm numb too. I'm numb. I saw it and I was just like, um, but I still think through all of that. Now, you know, people might come for me for this, but I think that if there's a chosen people, you know, because they always say in the Bible that they're like chosen people. And I, I don't know the stories. I don't know the parables, but I just kind of feel like black people are it. I don't know. Once again, Do you think black people are the chosen people. Yes. Is that why we're being sacrificed? I'm not, no, let me, I need let you me to talk. explain that. Let me talk. Let me talk. Okay. 
Because through all of the things that we have been through, time and time again, we produce beautiful, amazing things. We are a strong and resilient people who always find a way. And not only that, we are kind and we are loving. I have never met a Black person I didn't know that wouldn't help me, that wouldn't hold my hand, that wouldn't just give me a hand. There's there's a, um, he seems homeless on my block, but he might not be homeless because, you know, sometimes they'd be pump faking you. But anyway, he sits in a computer chair and every day you walk by him and he'll just like, be safe, have a good day. This man hardly has a pot to piss in. Yet it's just be like, have be safe, have a good day. Garbage men come through picking up garbage. He'll help put pick up garbage with them. He's not even asking for anything. And I just, I feel like throughout history, you see so many black people that are in these shitty, terrible situations, but just somehow find a way. Do you think religion is a way to make sense of that though? Because I think like, when like and I saw a tweet about this too it was like you know God always gives its toughest situation to its strongest shoulder like soldiers but it's like okay well I don't want to be a tough soldier I don't want to have the constant like terrible life the constant seeing black people get killed every damn day and I think people like it's hard for people who aren't black to understand this but I feel like every day of my life there is a message no matter how great I want the days there is a message that your life is simply going to be harder because typically your gender, your race, but mostly your race and both combined. And I'm talking about when you see the news about not just black people dying. I'm talking about when you see the news about the unemployment rate and what percentage of that is black women. When you see the news about investing and how 1% of the money goes to black women, I'm saying every day it's a reminder that your life is harder because of situations that you can't control. And I just, think that sometimes maybe we get wrapped up in religion and make try to make sense out of nonsense when really I just don't think people need to suffer and I don't think there needs to be a meaning around suffering which is again maybe a radical decision but I think we're kind of blindly saying like oh yeah we're tough or strong and what what do you get from being tough and strong really what do you get because if I'm thinking, I'm thinking white people are the chosen people because there's no karma. People can talk about karma all they want, but where, where's the karma? We're not seeing the karma. Where's the karma for white people? Literally, what is the karma? And I guess the karma, when I think about this question, is the karma is like, okay, maybe at the end of the day, these people like don't really like themselves. Maybe they have a hard time sleeping at night. Maybe they will not go to heaven. I don't know. But it's just not enough to justify the things that are happening. It's just my my opinion. I can get behind that. I know that's a lot. No, no, it's it's not. I mean, your thoughts are just so beyond valid. And trust me, they're thoughts that I've had before as well. But for whatever reason, once again, maybe it's I'm brainwashed. I've been like indoctrinated. I just like refuse to believe that like certain people just aren't. They're, they're going to get their comeuppance one day. And one day black people are going to be on top. And that's it because we've been on bottom for so long. I just, that's just me, y'all. I, 
I know, Janae. I know, I know. Janae. I know you guys can, you guys can Amara's tell all you face. want. No, I think, I think you're right, Janae. I, I don't think, I think your belief is very common that there has to be some, there has to, again, making sense out of nonsense. There has to be a reason why Black people have gone through hell and back 850 times over the past how many years we were on earth um but i'm also wondering like when does it does that only come for certain black people because how many of us in our ancestors have gone through stuff like what what is the end game for them i don't know if there's maybe there's a better heaven for them but i also just don't know if life is worth being so much in pain that i I can't really imagine anything being worth the pain and suffering of black people on this earth. I, I, I really can't. And that's just something that I've grappled with, especially in the last year. Um, and not just like for me, not just like what I've gone through last year, but like seeing people that just don't have the same, um, the same opportunity as me. And a lot of those people look like me and that's, it's been a hard thing to grapple with because I want to believe there's change with like the president and all this stuff, but I just, I, I am finding it very hard to justify the pain and suffering of black people for the, and I, and I don't say I don't believe in God because I do. It's, it's very like, I have like parts and I do like appreciate like the Muslim, like Islamic religion of like, there's not really a pastor or priest between that. It's kind of just your relationship with God, which is how I see my relationship. It's me and God. I don't like to have like the Bible between that and the pastor telling me one thing and like the prophets telling me one thing I, I really can't get. And I don't really believe in evangelism because I think it's weird to preach what you believe to someone else. So there's certain things where like, yes, I was raised Baptist, but there's things that I don't believe that the only way to get to heaven is to be baptized. And I know that's literally what the Baptist religion is, but there's certain things where I'm like, maybe I'm a bad Christian because I don't believe in everything, the Bible, but I'm also like not a blind, I'm more of a realist where I'm like, I feel like I can have like, my God is not a God that hates gay people and that's what you know that I've been to sermons that say that but I just and that's why I really don't like organized religion and I hate to I just I don't know there's a lot of things where I'm like I hate to like pick and choose because I feel like a lot of people pick and choose but like they pick and choose for like a hateful thing to like justify why women suck and like why gay people are awful when it's like they have three wives and cheat on everyone you know I just hate that pick and choosing but like I don't know what I'm trying to say but that's just those are things that are going through my head <laughs> but you, you said something too that I think that also like I think I'm when you guys think of God like what do you think of like what is like in your head like if God was in a form that's a good question I will say um I've actually had trouble with this because I took a religious class religion class in college and it was really interesting because they were like okay we preach that God is like this old white man right or that's what they white people have told us they're old women okay but your relationship as a black person especially black woman you don't really have a connection with an old white man right like you, you're like you know you see an old white man you're like I'll go fuck um but like and some people with their relationship with men like say if you were like a young woman that got like molested by um your dad or something like hearing the word like father and like man is hard for you to like relate to so a lot of people like transform that to like I'm gonna call, start calling God mother and like woman, and I and like I think that's really interesting because it's like we all just assume like we can see he and God and old and man, but it's like it's hard for me to relate for that. And once I started realizing that, it was easier for me to relate to like God when I imagine him, they being like more of like a mother like figure versus like 
a father figure or more like a black person versus this old white man with like an old white beard. Cause I can't relate to that. Um, but I think that's important for people to be allowed to do that because I think we blindly teach people, this is what Jesus looks like. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important to, to do that work. And also geographically, Jesus was black. Like they even described that in the Bible that he had hair like wool and feet like bronze, like Jesus was black. I think like that also too, like that too, doesn't necessarily help. It helps, but it doesn't necessarily help coming from like, as like, yeah, like I just don't, in any form, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to worship a man. So in order for me to, in order for me to even like, yeah, try and like participate in that connection. It's like, I have to imagine God as just like, like an entity, like a, a, a formless kind of like energy, just like moving kind of nothing where it's like no sex, no gender, no, no race. Like it has to be like, just like, I don't know, in order for me to like, like put more into it because. That makes a thousand percent. Like that makes sense. Like as a woman, and this is something that I've kind of been grappling with for a little while, my relationship toward black men, because I've just been really, really angry. And I've kind of, before I was kind of fighting this anger and now I've just been like letting myself have it because I don't know, I, I live in Bed-Stuy and I, I walk down the street and I get catcalled. I walk down the street and I feel unsafe. And all of these things are, you know, forms of assault. They're forms of sexual assault. And they're all dealt by the hands of black men, which I was always taught that black men were like the only force that was supposed to protect black women. These are just things that I was taught in my family. And then just going outside and feeling unsafe and feeling that my safety depends on whether these black men want to use the energy to hurt me or not, whether it's verbally or physically. And then to go back to that and be expected to praise a black man, to be expected to rely on a black man in the form of religion is like, it's hard. It's hard. And I, I can definitely say that as a Christian right now, as someone who grew up in the church, I just expressed that I believe in God 100%. I don't feel like going to church right now. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it yeah. because I'm at odds with the institution. I'm at odds of, like I mentioned before, the patriarchy of it all, the structure, it is structured around men. That's it. And the Bible was written by men too. Exactly. Also like this idea that you have to go to a physical place to then participate in being religious or like participate in your faith. Like I never under, like, you know, like during the pandemic, people who are like, we must go to church because we can't, you know, participate in anything if it's not in the church. I'm like, and that's where it gets to the point where like humans make it flawed so much that you have, you, you are, you'd rather die from coronavirus than not go to a church with a bunch of people that you probably don't really know that much. I, I feel like, like that's a good example of like blindly believing in things that there has to be kind of like a trade-off in my opinion like if you, if you can't worship and praise 
in the comfort of your own home or anywhere. Like you should be able to do that anywhere. Like, yes, a church is a nice place to have community and to go, but just because you're not in church does not mean you can't actively participate in that stuff, you know? And that doesn't so mean I think you're less of a Christian either, I, I, in my opinion. Right. right. So that's kind of like something that has like, I don't know. And also people don't realize how hard it is to find a church. Yeah, that's like, true. Or like, to, like finding to find, a therapist. Yes, to someone like to find a pastor you vibe with, to find a community you vibe with. Like if you can't go to church and feel comfortable or feel like, I know, I haven't explored as much as my sister, you know, but like going to churches and feeling like you're almost being like damned if you don't do something a specific way or like feeling like you're kind of being like beaten down for not going about things. Um, And that can just be more isolating. So it is really hard to like find that community. And I think I've just been so tired from searching for just things in general. Um, A big thing that I I know a lot of people have been talking about lately is that little Nas X video. I know we're a little late, but it was in the buzz these past few weeks. Um, And basically in the video, little Nas X, I don't know if you guys saw it, but yes, I saw it. Okay. Oh my God. I love that video. Wait, can you explain it a little bit for people who haven't seen it? So for people who don't know who Little Nas X is, he's a young rapper. He's so hot. But anyway, um, he came out as bisexual. Um, and ever since he came out as bisexual, he has been doing things that are labeled more and more feminine. So like wearing makeup in his videos and painting his nails and doing all these different things. So in this- I did not know he was bisexual. I thought he was gay. I'm pretty sure he came out as bisexual, but I don't know if that changed. I don't, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to look it up, but keep going. Look it up. Um, so in this video, it's basically his relationship with God and him starting out throughout the video. He basically starts out in the, I think it's supposed to be portrayed as the the Garden of um, Eden. Um, and he ends up getting, what's the word I'm looking for? Like seduced by like a demon and the entire song is about him fighting what he wants and then in the end just accepting it and at the end he becomes the devil he like seduces the devil kills the devil becomes a devil and people are really really upset about it because they're like uh people shouldn't be watching stuff like this this goes against christianity and also um he dropped these shoes and there were 666 pairs of shoes and there were like a drop of blood in the shoes apparently and then there was a lawsuit and nike pulled them but anyway Christians was big mad. And I just found it so interesting because it's like, he's literally talking about his journey in sexuality and how his entire life, he has been shamed for being gay, shamed. And then he finally accepts who it is and he's shamed anyway. It's like, you hide it, you're shamed. You accept it, you're shamed. And it's just, and it's just I just want to point out that he was, he was raised in the church too. Yeah. Um, little Nas, and I just looked it up. He did come out as gay. I think he just did the whole thing. Like I'm bisexual and really he's gay and like kind of ease it into that, but okay. he came out as gay. Um, and he was raised in a church. And, and like you said, I just think it's really interesting that like some religious people can be so judgmental mm-hmm. and it's almost like everyone has to believe what they, what they believe in, but like we, we don't have, and you see that a lot with like, even though we have church or separation of church and state, you see it a lot in this country where it's like people will bend over backwards to like 
do whatever it is for the church and we can't give you birth control because of the church. People will say it's in the name of reproductive rights. Yeah. Meanwhile, our world is overpopulated. We could use some less breeders, honestly. We can use yeah. some less heterosexual people. I'm sorry. I just hate giving like how we all like feeling like we have to respect your belief, but like, you can't respect ours. And I feel like that was a good point with little not sex. It's like, you guys don't even want this man in the church. He's gay. Y'all hate him. You've been open about that. He tried to go in the church. Y'all shamed him for that. He's going to be proudly gay. And now that's wrong too. So it's like, well, why do we always just have to confirm to your belief? Like, why can't we, we believe what we want to believe in? And I feel like there's a lot of part where it's like that judgment that I just can't get behind and going to like organize religion because it's so much judgment that I'm like, you're literally taking the good of religion. And like, it's like the good doesn't weigh out that outweigh the bad anymore. And I know we want to talk about um, like the black church now, if anyone has any comments on like the, the role of church in the black community, like as we speak. But sorry, just before we move on from little nonsense, I just wanted to say also, I don't think enough people respect people's process of trying to grapple with or understand their relationship to God or their religion. And I like, and I don't, I don't understand why I think a lot of people also have this kind of like, it's either you're here or you're here. And um, like, you can't be a progression. Like as people, we're all like, I might feel different about like, talk to me in three years. Maybe I'll feel different about religion. We're all like progressing and evolving. So I think, and also a lot of that is done through forms of expression. Like, church and people's relationship with religion has always been expressed through art like (laughs) I mean I feel like I took a class in college just specifically on the way like religion was portrayed in in specific pieces of art um and so I think to come at him for exploring that in artist in art in art and I can't talk in an artistic way um it's just like kind of like it's just hypocritical and I think a, a good example of that, I don't know if you guys saw the Nick Young's tweet. And if you don't know who Nick Young is, I think it was Nick Young. I don't know. He has like baby mamas and cheats on people, all this stuff. And he was like, I will just not support Nike if these shoes are real. And everyone's like, dude, you're such a fake Christian, bro. Like, get out of here. Get out of here with like the pick and choose of when you want to be a good Christian. And like, it's, I cannot stand people like using religion as a way to hate people. It is so disgusting to me. And like, I'm sick of seeing it. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. And I think to go into talking about the black church, this is why I struggle so much with the church because the church has done so much good for the black community. The church used to be the hub of, for feeding people, teaching people, um, giving people support financially and emotionally. I mean, my mom as a pastor does so much for people. She is people's therapist. She's people's confidant. She is people's everything. And not only that, my mom, even she was telling me the other day that she organized a way for people to get COVID shots and get transportation to get COVID shots in in the community of Auburn. And I'm just like, that's just so important. But at the same time, you have situations like this where people are condemned for who they are when it's like the Bible directly says like, you ain't the judge, bro. So chill out, let people do what they want to do. God will be the final judge in the end. Like 
it's disgusting when you look back and think about how people are so quick to point a finger, yet they're not living just lives either. Once again, people ruin it. So that's why I just I just feel so at odds. I believe in God. I believe that there's a higher power, but religion just organized religion just ain't it for me. It just ain't because people yeah. time and time again ruin it. And I also I think there was something that I wanted to say here. Um, what did I, oh, I want to see another stat that it said um, roughly three quarters of black adults surveyed say that black churches have played at least some role in helping black people move toward equality, including three in 10 who say black churches have done a great deal by roughly half say black Muslim organizations such as the nation of Islam have contributed to at least some in this regard. So I thought that's interesting, like even with things going on that people really believe in the churches moving towards um, equality. Which I think is really interesting because when they surveyed white people, it obviously wasn't the like same response. But if you look at politics, right, you have politicians go to black churches while they are trying to get voters because that's they know that that is a way to get votes. You have always had big name pastors talking to presidents. I mean, Martin Luther King was so involved with talking to JFK to try to push really, really push the needs of Black people. I mean, the church has always, always been a huge source of, of political power for the Black community. And it's just, it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, it's such a powerful and beautiful thing that, ah, but yes, yes, Amari. And I agree with what you're saying. Like, I understand what you're saying, but there's also like, I don't know what it, what it was, but when you said it has been a source of political power, that's something that just like, mm, like why, like, I know it's been like used to push the needle forward for black people in the source of political power, because you can't really do anything in this world without having some kind of power or structure behind you. But it feels like everything is such a power grab. Everything is so high, like the hierarchies, and so like, even though, I don't know, like even the structure sometimes of the church feels very like, high, what's the word, like, is it hierarchical? 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 Yes, Hi- thank you. You know what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I Guys, for you don't, for people who don't know, I used to have a speech impediment. Um, so I really do try to stay away from certain words because I just know my mouth can't form around them. That is one of those words, even though that doesn't have anything to do with the lisp still certain words are hard to form. Um, but yeah, it, and I think maybe that's just my issue with just like life in general is that like everything feels about like power and money and like greed. Um, I mean, you're, you're 100% right, Amari, because even in these structures, once again, the way every black, every denomination of black church is structured, men are at the top. And women have to fight and claw and grab just to get out of seat at the table. And everyone will look at you crazy, funky, stupid, insane if you stand up and say jack about it. So you're 100% right, Amari. Like it's all about power. And even these white politicians coming to black churches, these white politicians look at us as a monolith. And they just assume- Exactly. They just assume that this is how they're going to get voters. They they promise us bullshit and we fall for it. They get our vote and then nothing changes. 
but once again, you look at people like Frederick Douglass, who stayed on um, Lincoln's ass. You look at people like Martin Luther King, who stayed on JFK's ass. These are very religious men. These were men who were pillars in religious communities. But they were very religious men who also did very. Yeah, they did some shitty things, especially to women. To their wives. Yeah, they did. And you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Is there any good without bad? Is there any bad without good? I, mean, I think it has fair. to. For me, I feel like it has to be, does the good outweigh the bad? And that's really the testament. And that goes for everything. Like, even when I'm okay. dating someone, does the good outweigh the bad? But I have a question, because I really do want to know, because I think the, the theme within our conversation is really not religion or faith itself or, like, it's it's the how you get to it like the structures in society that are put there as kind of like um like the through way to god like to get there you have to go through the church or whatever like you have to go through the bible how do i develop a healthy relationship with god as an entity without going to the bible or going to church or all that stuff. Like, I guess how it also depends that? on like, what do you actually believe or like the history? Like if you relate more to like an Islamic thing, like the principles of like the religion. So, I mean, I guess my advice would be like learning about the principles. And I think like, I know we want to jump in like other forms of spirituality, but I mm-hmm. feel like, um, I feel like it's really learning about like the history and the principles. And if you connect to that, like exploring that versus just like just Christianity or just like a certain type, because I feel like that you would really connect to like the history of that, if that makes sense. So in Janae's religion, (laughs) I just have decided that I'm going to have my own little journey and I'm just going to do what feels right. Screw other people's timelines. Screw this. You need to go to church because of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do it when I want to do it. I'm going to do it when I feel like it. I'm going to do what feels right for me. And to me, that's going to look like talking to God when I want to talk to God and talking to God in my own way. That's going to look like praising when I feel like it. That's going to look like picking up a Bible or another book when I feel like it. And that's it. And other than that, living a good and honest life and just not being an asshole. And if that gets me to heaven, that gets me to heaven. If that gets me to hell, it gets me to hell. But point blank period, I'm just trying to be a good person. That's it. I feel like that's it. That's it. I feel like I feel like you can't go wrong. I feel like you can't go wrong if you just try to go about your life in a way that feels honest to you and good to other people. And I think that, I think you saying that, thank you for reminding me of that. Cause I really do think that is a good thing, but sorry. I know we want to go into like spirituality and other forms, but I do have a quick question too. Cause I'm always curious about this when people talk about talking to God, who are you talking to? Like, who do you think you're talking to? Cause like I've tried to pray or like have conversations, but I'm like, Mari, stop playing. You just answering yourself. Like, <laughs> so I'm really curious. This, this goes to spirituality for me. Um, because sometimes I will, and Amari, I know you're a writer too. So sometimes I will just get these, this need, this feeling where like, I need to just write or I need to just talk 
And I don't necessarily feel like someone's listening. I don't necessarily feel like there's someone like "Mm -hmm, my daughter. mm -hmm." No, I I don't feel like that. But I just get these these needs to release, whether that's writing or listening to music or walking or talking aloud to myself. And afterwards, I just feel better. And I, I think that's my way of talking to God. And that's my spirituality. I also think going back to what Janae said about being a good person, I think I struggled with that because in the church, they basically tell you that that's not enough to go to heaven. Like being, that's like kind of like the main thing. Like, do you think you're a good person? And you're like, sure. And they're like, well, were you baptized? And did you give your life to Christ? And I'm like, do you give back to the institution that may not support you? Yeah. It's like, I'm like, girl, hold chill. on now. And I struggled with that. Cause I like, for so long, I just thought like, Oh, we, me being a good person isn't enough. But then over the last year, I was like, maybe it's just so simple as being a good person. And even though that's a simple statement, so many of us don't even reach that. And I guess like that's kind of flawed and could be opinion of like, what's a good person? Because, you know, Donald Trump could think he's a good person. I don't know. He could really think he's doing stuff. But I think like maybe we complicate it so much when really it is, am I a good person? And like Janae said, I'm just going to go about my life and with my morals and the values that I value and go about my life and try to be the best person possible. And if that's enough to get to heaven, thank God. And if it's not, I'm going to have a party in hell because I don't know what else to do. Exactly. Like, I feel like your average person isn't out here trying to screw people over just to screw people over. Real quick, this is something that I've definitely felt in my apartment searches, where I go to apartments and there are clearly issues. And these are buildings that can clearly afford to have one unit that's not full. You can still pay your damn bills. It's fine. You're just trying to make extra money. And it's the small stuff like that, where it's like, am I taking advantage of people to be an asshole so I can just have more money to line my pockets? Or am I doing what's morally right? Am I being honest and upfront about my intentions, my wants and needs? To me, it's just that simple. Just don't take advantage of people. Just just don't be an asshole. I mean, and even like to go back to what you were saying about like, when you feel most spiritual, like when you're writing or just like talking with yourself, I think like for me, what helps is like getting out in nature. Cause I'll like, just like look at everything. And I'm just like, this, like this shit's crazy. Like this is wild. We're just like all out here just existing together. And I think that kind of makes me feel like there has to be something greater that created all of this. Or like, I think of, I haven't had that many spiritual experiences in my life, but I feel like the ones that I have had have been like, out in nature. Like I remember specifically one time, I don't even remember where it was. I don't know if it was Dominican Republic, Dominica, somewhere in the islands when I was younger. And we were just like, we're like out in some like dirted place. I don't know where we were, but I was just sitting there and I just had the most like unreal feeling that this place was so familiar to me. And it was like scary. And I just, I just like felt like everything like had to be, I felt like so connected in that moment. And so I do think nature, maybe that's honestly, I think nature has all the answers. So we need to really just go back to nature. That's really the. Amari, you kind of remind me of someone that might take like ayahuasca or like a drug in nature. Like what you describe, kind of like describe, like, I feel like I'm not proposing hard drugs if no one wants that. I haven't done that, but I just feel like hearing that it seems like maybe that might be your first step 
because a lot of people do that to, to like a more spiritual connection it's like to do that you know drug safely in like you know the islands and brazil and that stuff um but i just you know thought maybe that that could be your journey if I, mean, I definitely think my I mean like my dream for life is to just like get to a point where I can like not be a full recluse but just like be out and like surrounded by trees somewhere and like have a farm and like be very self-sustainable and get back to like the ways or whatever which I, I don't know I just I, I think there I think we have a lot of barriers in our life right now that make us feel very disconnected from each other on spiritual emotional levels from everything I think and I think it's just because we filled our lives with a bunch of shit that honestly at the end of the day doesn't really matter so I feel like when you lay if you can layer that back maybe it'll be easier I don't know yeah um I'm gonna quickly touch on other forms of spirituality I don't know if you guys have any I know back in the day when I say back in the day six months ago um (laughs) I was into manifesting and stuff and I tried it because I was like well I'm having a little issues with the faith that I was raised in so let me try like other things that people talk about so I had gotten the secret I had explored ask believe receive all that good stuff which I think is they talk about the similarities in the bible and I think it's very interesting that a lot of people who are religious like are like no manifesting and a lot of people who are manifesting like ill religion when it's very much connected um I think people need to think about that because I've heard from both sides and I'm like you guys are saying the same thing. Um, but I tried it and I just wasn't getting it. I just, I felt like I was asking, believing and no receiving. Um, I kept trying. I tried, um, you know, the crystals, the stones. I tried the new moon cycle, the full moon cycle, the whole, like writing down my intentions. I tried the whole thing. My friend is really into So she like kind of, she, she knows a lot more than I do, but I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Um, I tried, I was reading like the horoscope every day. I tried a, a psychic reading. And my point is that I've tried all these things and I still don't feel connected to, to any of them. And I think, I don't know if I just had my expectations wrong, but I just felt like nothing was giving the results that I wanted or needed. And I was still in the same space. And I think as much as you want to th- believe your way to something I also realized that that's like a very white privileged thing to do is to like think about it and it'll come to you and Jackie Ina like actually discussed this on Twitter which I thought was really interesting and she was like I have some issues with the manifesting thing because if you're you're like so dirt poor and you're just trying to like survive and you have kids or whatever no amount of you thinking is going to change that like, do you know what I'm saying? And I know that a lot of people like come for me or whatever. And I know it's deeper than that. I know it's just not simple, but I have read about it and tried it and learned about it. But I just think when I think about it, like, it's so easy to say like manifest things when you're like white and privileged in this world. And I've had a lot of hard, like connecting to that with the new moon cycle, all the stuff that I just feel like wasn't getting the results that and I, my expectations aren't high. I just felt like there was just nothing happening. And I've tried multiple times, like I said. And then I realized that maybe I'm not connecting to these things because it's not like connected to my roots and my ancestors. And like the things that my ancestors believed in and connected to, one, I don't know, because slavery. And I can, I can look it up, which I have to, which I'm going to do. But I just think like the things that I were fed are just very white centric. 
And maybe that's a reason why I'm not like connecting. And so I'm really trying to do the work of like, what did African ancestors or where my roots came from believed in to see if I can connect more because I've, I feel like I'm kind of running out of options. And I feel like that's, it kind of clicked that maybe I wasn't connecting because I'm, that's not my history. That makes sense. Right. And I think also sometimes too, people, people will be like, it's like, you have to think, you have to do the thinking. You have to also do the work alongside the thinking X, Y, and Z, and then you'll get the results. But I'm like, there are so many people out there who are putting in the work who are, you know, just like trying on a day-to-day basis. And it really doesn't matter how much they try. It just doesn't work for them. And also because there are so many fucking barriers in this life that you, it's, it's like the whole, and I, and also I think people need to get away from because you can means someone else can. You have to think about why you could do all those things. Let's be honest. The only thing I can do, reason I can do any of the things was because I was just randomly lucky enough to be born into the family I was born into that had access to a certain amount of resources that could get me in touch with these people and do all those things. Like, yeah, I worked hard, but there are a lot of things that just like, I just got not because I deserved it or because I did anything else. So yeah, I'm not going to be like, I did X, Y, and Z. You should be able to do X, Y, and Z. That's just some bullshit. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I actually <laughs> wanted to get that across, but I couldn't, but you did such a good job, like, job of like explaining, like, just because I can do it, like I got this six figure job and I just was fucking white and mediocre and I just got it and you should just be able to think it. It's like, fuck out of here. Like I can be, and I can do whatever I want. If it's just not in the cards, it's not in the cards for me. Like, and I hate when people say like, you thought that like, no, I didn't fucking think that it's just fucking luck and timing. Right. And also people don't have the same mentality. Like we all have different like paces and energies and stuff. And so like, I think to kind of force everyone to be this kind of, I don't know, this way about things. It's like, we're all different. So what might be easy for you might be exceptionally hard for someone else or like not, we don't think the same way. So I just think like, I would never go to someone and be like, I was able to do something like you should be able to do that. That's just some bullshit and makes no sense. I agree with that. Um, do we want to go into social responses really quick? Yeah. Um, so you guys, thank you for responding and actively participating in this. This was great. Um, on Instagram, we asked you, do you consider yourself religious? 33% yet said yes, 67% no. We asked you, do you consider yourself spiritual? 74% said yes, 26% said no. We said, do you believe in manifesting? 70% said yes, and 30% said no. Um, do you want me to give the, the polls on Twitter really quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those same responses. Okay, so do you consider yourself religious? 30.4% said yes. Um, 69.6 said no. I guess that was similar to what you had asked on Inspiration. Very similar. Um, and then we asked, mm-hmm. do you believe in manifesting? Now this one, we got 95% yes and 4% no, basically, um, which is a little higher in the yes for Twitter. And that was mm-hmm. 23 votes. Uh, the other one was 23 votes. And then did I do a last one? Did I do another poll? Um, I don't think I did another poll. I think that was it. And then on Instagram, we asked you guys to expand like why or why not. I'm not going to 
say all the answers. We're going to put some of these on Instagram too, so you can see them. So I'll maybe read the ones that I didn't put up on Instagram because we only have 10 slides, people. Um, someone said, um, I liked this one. Sorry, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say what I liked. Um, someone said, I, I believe manifesting is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Someone else said, I believe in positive attitude, but manifesting doesn't always account for structural barriers. Someone else said, personally, I don't know if I was taught to be religious or if I just haven't unlearned harmful things. Um, another person said, I believe that there is a God and I found that creation points to the creator that loves us. Another person said, for me, the way I see manifestation is used, it doesn't fall in line with Bible teachings. <laughs> Another person said, I, I hope my loved ones go somewhere fun after death and superheroes are real kind of spiritual. Um, and those are just some of them. The ones I didn't read will post up on, on Instagram, but really appreciate you guys participating um, in this survey. Um, I'm going to try to get some responses from Twitter. Thank you guys for participating in the tweets. Um, I said, prepping for our next episode, what is your relationship with faith? And here are some of the responses as my computer loads. So someone said, reconcile my faith in social justice lens and really ask, what would Jesus do? Now, don't get me wrong. I'll curse someone out in a second and we'll do my best to make sure you know social justice belongs in the church and everything else is upholding white supremacy. So I was raised in the church and still believe in God and Jesus. I've definitely had to grow from fitting into the judgmental Christian girl stereotype and, can, and consider myself a progressive Christian, especially in light of what has going on, what is going on. Um, sorry, guys, I read that. It was supposed to be the other way. What I said last was supposed to be first, but I hope you get the picture. Okay, you can you can go. <laughs> um, so someone else said, I was raised Baptist, but haven't been to church since 2016. Never cared for it. And the random shoe, shoehorns or homophobia didn't help. I've gotten away from organized Western religion as I find them to be very oppressive and abusive. My relationship with God is one I had to weave for myself with bits and pieces from Hinduism and Taoism. I claim no denomination, just me and my God. Someone else said, but still Christian and starting to explore religion of my ancestors, which is voodoo. Someone else said, raised in a non-denominational Christian home and church. Foundationally, what I believe hasn't changed, but the older I get, the more I grow with God. My beliefs and opinions about certain things I was taught have changed. Really grateful for the upbringing overall. I didn't have a traumatic church experience at all and think it has a lot to do with why I'm still able to rock with most of it today. So I feel like some people like really kind of like resonate with what we said, hopefully. Um, and some people are also still like raised in the church and strongly think that. So I think we have a wide range. I agree. I think we're all kind of feeling the same way about religion, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys think about it too, or if it might be pre too premature, but I would like to have kids one day. Um, and I think about that in respect to them. I don't know, like, how do you help? I don't want to form someone else's like beliefs or, you know, like, or so I'm curious, like if, I don't know, like I would want my kids to have the option of how they want to be on the spiritual spectrum, um, faith-based. I think like giving them just different like examples and seeing like 
what they resonate with like seeing like here is the history of x y and z and i i also thought about that too because i'm like i feel like growing like being in a black church is such a black unique experience that i want them to have and it would be it would suck if they couldn't relate to that um i ain't doing the three hours though I, I want them to hours. get the whole experience. You gonna be there? I, I, but you gotta be there too. I'm not trying to be there not for all, all day. the time. <laughs> I've always kind of like known that later on in life, I'm going to probably become more religious. Now I, I'm I'm gonna be straight up. Like I said before, I just don't feel like it. But I think later on in life, I will. And I want my kids to have that black experience in a black church because just community wise. That was just so beautiful and dysfunctional at times, but also funny. Like, it's just such a beautiful piece of Black community that I just want my kids to know and be able to laugh at and talk about. I agree. I'm like, um, I want them to get the memes. I want them to get the Black church. I want them to, I want them to get it. I want them to get it. I just want, I don't. I want them to get it and experience it. I think we just have to be a very specific church. Yeah, because, you'll just have to find the right place. Right, because I don't want them to come away. Like, you know, people just talk about like their experience, like, like Lil Nas or, or anyone else just talk about their experiences with the church and it wasn't necessarily as welcoming and loving. And I don't know who my kids are going to be. So yeah. no matter what space or who they are, I want them to feel welcomed in that space. You don't want so. it to be more damaging than productive. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, should we move to the shits? Someone asked, I've been thinking about past situations that upset me. How can I let it go? So me, as a spiraling diva, am the queen of doing this. I'm the queen. And that's why I picked this, because I can relate to this. Sometimes I be boxing people in my head over stuff that happened years ago, or maybe even expecting things from people and then just getting really, really riled up. And I think something that I've started doing with kind of like the help of therapy is when I get myself, because I have a very active imagination, right? So I can go somewhere else. Like I can be on another plane. Um, and a lot of times I try to stop myself when I go to those places and say, is this harmful? Is this helpful? Do you feel a physical response from this? Like, do you feel yourself getting anxious do you feel, feel yourself like also getting upset if you could, do you feel like you're blown i know it's kind of hard if you're something done if you could like um, in those moments a lot of times that, i just have like to stop to myself and be like, like Janae, 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 stop damaging stop, stop what you're doing right um, now and then busy that, myself, myself with but i know that's easier to have done i would like to go to therapy but i don't have great insurance so i'm not doing it i do um i think like also it could be like a timing thing like some things like we think on paper like we should be able to get over and examples like I was talking to this guy and I really liked him I don't think people know to the extent of like how much I liked this man and it was like we were only talking for like three months but for me I had thought we were like going to be together and it was like a, and he did some things and said some things that were a little manipulative um but I was just heartbroken and I'm not gonna lie I it was to the point where like I got physically ill over this because I just wasn't drinking uh water I was like dehydrated and it was like a it was like a terrible reaction and at first I was embarrassed by that but I was like no that was like a very deep like emotional bond that I had and it had just abruptly ended and um and manifested in ways that were physical and I feel like a lot of times like people would 
like not people, but I have like remember like a friend being like, oh, you should like basically saying like I should have gone over that or like whatever. But it took it took a while to get over that. It took like almost a year. And and I feel like my point is to say that it's okay if it takes you longer than what people think it should take you. Um, because no one knows how you react to certain things than you. That's like telling black people get over slavery. Yes, you may think that we should be able to get over this, but it's not you. You do not have a relationship to this. So no, I will not get over it to your timeline. And I feel like that's the same with other things um, that people need to be mindful of like the way people react to things are different. And you also don't know all the answers. You don't know all the things that this person was telling me. So if I react to it in a certain way that you don't like, that's, that's something that you need to, to take up with, but I'm going to have the emotion and take over, like take time to get over it. Um, I think that's just something to be mindful. Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. I think like when you have feelings come up, don't like brush them away because I feel like that ends up making you harbor them more. It's like acknowledge them, move through them and then let it go. At least that's what my therapist tells me. Um, so and yeah, I think it takes time to get over things. Um, I feel like you have to be gentle with yourself and allow yourself to have these emotions and move through them as you know long as you need to. I mean, things have happened to me in the past where I've thought I've gone over it and they come back up and yeah, it's not the best feeling, but just trying to acknowledge them and work through them again. Like we're all a work in progress. You know, I don't think anyone fully gets over, over things. I mean, I think you can forgive people and you can forgive things that happen, but you're going to remember, you're going to remember them and they still might make you feel some type of way, but you just can't let them impact you and what you're doing. Do we have anything else we want to add to this episode um, before we sign off? I hope you guys enjoyed it. I would love to hear your feedback too, even if you don't agree with me, because I know I said some bold opinions. <laughs> I do also want to say that what I typically say at the end of the episode are all hearts and minds cleared. That's from church. Ooh. You said, I, I, I know you said it and I was like, it'd feel weird if I say it because I know that Janae always says it. <laughs> That's from church. Well, it's very appropriate for this episode. It's appropriate. <laughs> it's are very appropriate. Cleared? If so. I think they are. I feel good. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I feel like so-called Oreos for me is a safe haven. And sometimes like this is my release. Like I know people go to church for their release, but like being in community with you guys, like this is part of my healing. So I feel oh my good. God, that was so cute, Omari. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> I feel the same way. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. You can talk to us on all social media at so-called Oreos, and you can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. You can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts, and we would love, love if you could rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, so-called Oreo listeners. It's your girl, Claire D. I know you're probably like, huh? Who that? Well, I'm the host of Relationships, a podcast where I drunkenly discuss and discover the different ways in which people choose to connect with my amazing guests. From wholesome family fun. Not every dude can be a stay-at-home dad. You have to really yeah. be open to those generals being blurred. 
Because that's how my dad mm-hmm. was. He was like, I don't care if you work. The kids got to get taken care of regardless. So if it's me, it's me and I'm not tripping about it. To romantic relationships. We are, you know, the exception, not the rule. Because, you know, people always be like, oh, high school sweethearts, blah, blah, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it is. But like, you know, there's been a lot of like, there's a lot of work. A lot of work and as many great times as we've had. We've had some like equally rough, hard times. And a whole lot of sex. Sex. <laughs> I got you. What do you need to know? It's like a female ejaculation celebration. And what we yes. organize, and we, and we, Wait, and like we, squirting? It, it's squirting. Yes. We had a squirt sommelier who like Yo. squished the squirt around in his No, in his what? It was, yeah, it was, it was there. So here we go. We're blowing minds, right? And, wow. um, I think it was 1.2 liters of squirt. That's a lot. People view porn as something being done to women. One of the main problems people have with it and not something women do for themselves. And for some of those harsher scenes, the BDSM where women are getting slapped or cuffed or whatever, for some people, that's their thing. There are a lot of people who have had sexual assault or other traumas who find healing with that. There are people who have not had sexual assaults that have found healing with BDSM. A dick sleeve. You put it on your shaft, and it's really just that simple. It's not a solo sex toy, but it's more of a partner sex toy. Yes, you basically turn your dick and you turn yourself into a human dildo. Grab your wine, grab your snacks, and tune in every Thirsty Thursday for a new episode of Relationships on all major podcast platforms.